Hello and welcome to another episode of Talk InfoSec. I'm your host, Clinton Walker, and I've got my colleague here, Sheila DeSantis. And today's episode, we'll be looking at remote working, the issues and benefits associated with remote working. And my colleague Sheila here is, is going to be helping us to demystify some of the myths around remote working. Sheila, welcome to the program. And what is remote working for our listeners out there? To me, remote working isn't just the ability to work from home. It's the actual ability to conduct a normal, your normal working day, your duties, be able to carry it out anywhere away from your office, anywhere from a, a, a normal working environment. And what, when I say normal, what do I mean by that? Um, not having an office, not having a desk, being able to carry out your normal tasks, your day to day tasks at home, in Costa, uh, wherever it might be, in a library. Um, that to me is remote working, literally being able to access uh, your working environment from anywhere. Anywhere, sure, sure. And with that comes with some flexibility and some advantages and disadvantages or benefits, so to speak. Um, um, so so what's, what's your perspective on some of the benefits? Because some of the places that you mentioned could be classed as unsecure location and the, the flexibility is also there. What, what are some of the benefits that you can think of? Oh, there's so many benefits. I absolutely love working from home um, when I have the opportunity to do so. I get a lot of work done. Um, the most important thing to me, I guess, is the commute, um, not having to spend that extra hour in the morning getting ready, leaving for work and, and being on the train and not feeling like I'm being as productive making my way to work. Whereas when I work from home, it's a case of getting up, quick shower and I'm on my laptop and I'm good to go. Um, so for me, probably the little commute. Um, and not only that, it's good for the environment. Um, we're reducing sure. CO2 emissions. Um, and I guess there's quite a few. Is there any other ones you can think of? Yes, as well as um, reducing CO2 emissions, it, the other aspect is saving and wear and tear of the vehicle. Um, you could also save an, an, an insurance based on the mileage that you do per year, etc. And yeah. from a corporate perspective, the company can also slowly or gradually shrink their office space and reduce the amount of overheads and pay and services that they actually take to manage that office environment as well. So if this were to become a norm for most people, and I think it will in the long run for some companies, they'll pretty much appreciate that they could save on both sides where they benefit from reducing the cost from their estate and the employee could also reduce costs as well. So, so, so surely, yeah, so surely there's some other disadvantages as well, right? Oh, yes. Um, the disadvantages, I guess, lack of uh, social interaction, physical interaction, you know, being able to look people dead in the eye and see what they're really thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That for me, it's important. Um, I guess one of the reasons I prefer to be in the office um, as opposed to oh, outside of working from home would be the team bonding, actually building real relationships with people. Um, not that you can't do that over the phone. I think it's still possible. Um, yes. I just think that human interaction for me is just it's really important. Yes. Um, and that's critical, really, because um, people value different types of interaction depending on the, the, the personality that they, they exhume or the type of personality they are, they, they've got really because some people are better off away and sitting behind a laptop or a computer and emailing people. Some people are great over the phone and others are pretty much balanced so they can manage both paradigms uh, and some love the, the facial interaction. 
Um, I think one of the disadvantages as well, uh, leading straight off the back of that, is the social isolation. Yeah. I'm not having people around or hearing the noise and the office buzz going off in the background um, whilst they're at work. So isolation is another thing which could also lead to um, mental health illnesses and, and physical well-being as well. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, uh, you know, the physical and mental well-being, I think it's really important for people to take into consideration, especially at a time like this. You know, I know there's loads of sort of sites out there and blogs and things saying this is what you should do to look after your mental health. But it is the basic things, just trying to stay in communication with people, going out for a walk, you know, stepping away from your laptop, even if it's just for 10 minutes um, and just reminding yourself that, you know, don't get too consumed um, in just working, you know, look after sure. yourself. Um, but I guess what people are thinking right now, Clinton, is what does this have to do with InfoSec? So what does this have to do with InfoSec, you know? How, how can we help people to remain secure at a time like this? Um, I think there are, there are various things that they can do or be aware of. And if you're working from home, you need to be mindful of your surroundings so it depends on where you live um, it could be surroundings within the household environment whereby as you probably um, can think of where a laptop or a computer is being shared or um, there are children around in the house and they're probably running around and accidentally touch the keyboard and they enable the camera or they click on something and it goes on to a site that's not so trustworthy etc um, so environment and your social and your surrounding is quite key. Another thing that I want to touch on as well is make sure that the company provide a secure means of connecting into the office. And, and if, the, the, if, if there's not a secure means and you're using just the internet as, as, a, as a conduit, then you need to make sure that one, your Wi-Fi is secure. Um, so that could be that you reset the factory settings and, and the password that comes on that and make sure that you're using a secure channel, whether that be two-factor authentication, et cetera, to get back into the office um, systems to continue to do your work as normal. I'm sure you have some others that you can also highlight as well. I do, I do. I think you mentioned some really key ones there. Um, but for me, I guess this at this time, people are at home, not alone. They're at home with their children, they're at home with their partners, potentially other family members that they're having to look after at a time like this. Um, so it's being mindful, again, not only of your surroundings, but who has access to your laptop is it is it that you're using a personal laptop for work and works providing you with the environment to log into and access it who's actually you know are you leaving your laptop unlocked are people able to to view information that they potentially may not be able to view like financial organizations you know um sure. just financial services um even you know within every organization you're going to have medical fields as well with highly secure data so whether that be genetics or pharmaceuticals, those are some seriously secure um, environment or industry where data is key. And it doesn't matter if this person is a family member or not. You could even work for MI5 or the government, you know. So <laughs> well, it, it spans a broad, a broad spectrum. Absolutely. And, and not only, I guess, um, what you're showing on your laptop, it's also, also the conversations you're having. I think um, a lot of us we have conversations not realizing what we're saying is extremely sensitive um, in some cases. So it's about who's, you have to be mindful about who's listening, who's actually in the room, who's not in the room, are your windows open, who's outside? Um, sure. Sure. So, you know, just, just being mindful of those things. Um, 
I guess uh, just the basics, making sure your antivirus is up to date, um, you're using the right browsers, you're not clicking on the wrong links. I guess at this time, what a lot of people may not be aware of is spoofing. There's so much spoofing going on, you know, and, and people not realising that, oh, actually, I just got an email from the NHS. Is it really the NHS? Is it the right link? Um, why not go outside of that email or, or, or that link that you received and, and go um, to the NHS direct, you know? Um, just being mindful of that and, and, you know, at the end of the day, hackers don't sleep. <laughs> they never sleep and they have automated bots that actually do some of the hard work for them as well. So depending on the time that you probably get that efficient email, you're probably thinking, oh, it must be important and it's really not that important. Um, and, I, and I think the last time we talked, you touched on something around user education, two-factor authentication as well from a security perspective. Can you elaborate on two or three of those areas um, to move on to the next section? Yeah, yes. So um, user education. So I think for a time like this, this is more so less about the user and more about the organisation. What do organisations have in place in order for uh, user education to take place? Are you sending out videos? Are you sending out reminders, letting people know, actually, you are at home and we're trusting you to be at home. But as part of that trust, you do need to be aware of, you know, not just a spoon thing, but, you know, things like two-factor authentication. Why is it in place? A lot of people, you know, they have security in place and they don't even realise why. And, they, and that's where they find us extremely annoying because they're thinking, you know, here we go, another information security, another cyber security step, something else I have to do to add to my day job. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, there are reasons behind it. We don't do this for fun. There are reasons behind why organizations are taking care um, yes. to do these things. Sure, Sorry, sure. I we're running out of time at the moment and we need to get, get back to our day jobs um, at some point. Um, so what are some of the top tips that um, you can really um, put out there for our listeners and people who are watching, just in a nutshell, how they can secure themselves and just continue to be vigilant in their day-to-day -day work? Um, my top tips, do you know what? I'm going to go with uh, mental health as the first one. Um, and obviously, I work in cybersecurity, so people are probably not expecting me to say that. But I genuinely feel like your mental health at this point um, is very important. Looking after yourself, taking those walks, taking those breaks, getting your mind away from work, meditate, listen to music, you know, just take those breaks in order to keep yourself sane, or else you will drive yourself mad and, and <laughs> you'll end up seeing squares for the rest of your life. So, uh, <laughs> That's true. And mental health is a very key one, really. And mental health as a topic has been a really big thing for the past three, four years and the momentum in that area is building. And and the fact that most people who are working at home now, <laughs> and this is very strange, even couples you know, or families, they get up in the morning and they kind of drop their, their children off at school, the husband's gone in the opposite direction, the wife's gone in the opposite direction. And then they've never really spent a lot of time together 24 sevens. And being in that smaller space with everything happening in that small space, it can cause a lot of other family issues as well. And of course, leads to mental health. So the other top tip from me really is to make sure that you've got the right tools for the job. There are a lot of tools out there and we're not by any means promoting any of these, but there are some free tools out there and other paid for tools such as Skype, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, and 
jointly which the organization can provide um, but if users decide to go and download a free tool online they just need to make sure that the source that they're getting it from is secure and make sure that they know where their data is being stored and how that's being managed from a privacy perspective Absolutely. anything else no you've hit the nail on the head there um tooling is very important um but just to move on, I guess uh, the privacy, um, I know we mentioned already about, you know, who's listening, who's watching, but just remember to try, if you can get a space to have those conversations or, or work on that sensitive information that you have going on. Um, and perhaps don't leave the kids with the laptop on. And I know lots of kids are at the moment working at home or, or trying to do lessons and things from home and, and there might not be enough laptops in the house uh, where you may need to share that laptop. However, if you do, lock what you need to lock, store what you need to store and open up a new uh, either user account or, or just make sure you have a separate zone for, for your child or partner or whoever it is that is using your laptop. And I guess you can give the last and best top tip for us, Clinton. <laughs> I don't know if it's the last and best. I think this one is dual, is both for the parents as well as the children because Children are now having to work from home and they've got this VLE, virtual learning environment from, uh, from some schools. And they probably don't use, they're not used to doing that from home. They're probably used to doing it at school whilst they're at school. So again, it's, it makes sense to also check on those kids because it's easy for you to tell them to go off and find something to do and don't distract you. But you need to monitor them because if they are using the home Wi-Fi network and their system is being compromised, then that will also affect you as a worker using that router or that Wi-Fi system as well. So that's a dual tip for both parents and for children to be aware of the websites and be aware of the potential issues around phishing and fake sites that they may visit. I think that's all we've got for today. Um, I think we're going to close off there. And you've been watching Talk InfoSec with Sheila DeSantos and Clinton Walker. Anything, anything from you to kind of close off, Sheila? No, I just want to say uh, I absolutely love that we are able to have these conversations and actually have a platform now to share it uh, with people and give them hopefully those 20 minutes away from, from their day jobs and, and learn something new. So um, thanks again for having me, Clinton. No problem. Thank you. We'll, we'll do this again next time. And we'll also probably be promoting some weekly news roundup as well. So news from around the world. So keep watching, subscribe and keep on following us. And the website is talkinforsaken.com. Thank you. Thank you.